Welcome to Promo Insiders, an ASI media podcast that covers the topics that matter most to the promotional products industry. I'm John Cargan with ASI Media, and today I'm joined by Steve Flowers, President and CEO of Ohio-based Proforma Third Degree Marketing. Today we're going to talk about the recent NCAA ruling that college athletes can now profit off their name, image, and likeness. Steve, thanks for joining me. How are you? John, good morning. How are you, sir? I am great. I appreciate you taking the time. And, uh, you know, I reached out to you for the, for the big story that uh, by this point has come out. And you had lots to say, and you are the perfect person to talk uh, about this situation with. Let's get into it right away. Tell people about your background and why you may have a different opinion than what we're seeing other places. Uh, sure. So uh, from the industry side of things, we work with probably ballpark at any given time, 20 to 30 colleges and universities, uh, virtually nationwide. Um, but taking it back to make it a little bit more personal, uh, where I think you caught a hold of my rant uh, from some of the questions you had asked. Um, but I was also a college athlete as well at a, a Division I school here in Northeast Ohio. Uh, I was um, on the cheerleading team, and I was also the um, uh, Kent State University mascot. So we saw a lot of things. We, we experienced a lot of things. Um, all in all, a, a, an, an, a great experience that I would never trade for anything in the world. It's, it's meant a lot to me and was very proud so, to do that. But again, we got to see a lot of, we'll say, inner workings of a lot of things and working with a lot of the schools that we work with now and, and becoming friends with a lot of, a lot of the coaches, um, everything from D3 to uh, uh, on a few occasions, some larger Division I um, coaches. Got a lot of interesting perspectives and, and uh, feedback on the issue. And, and um, through our communication, we, we shared a few uh, things that had popped up literally uh, the day of the announcement. So it's, um, it's interesting. How do you feel about the announcement? You are, uh, I, I guess it's kind of a, a double-sided coin here for you because on one side, you must see the potential for more business promo-wise. Sure. But on the other side, uh, you feel differently. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, you want to look at it from the, from the kid's perspective. You want to look at it from a business perspective. Um, and, and I think, you know, for what it is, I, I think right out of the gate, I think what this decision has done is, and I'm not dropping any bombshells here, and I'm not speaking on behalf of any coach, college, or university. I think this is going to legalize a lot of what's been going on for a very long time. I really do. Um, it's going to legalize that process. I think it's going to change the way coaches recruit. You know, it used to be a coach could tell a, a, a prospective athlete, this is what we're going to do for you. The conversation is now turned to what can you do for me? Yeah. And I have a hard time with that just from my competitive nature. I think the students, I think the students should be spending more time perfecting their game and their skill. And through that, that increases their marketability, uh, whether it's on the collegiate level or hopefully if they go pro or, or semi-pro or wherever they may go. Um, students need to be asking the coaches, coach, how can I become a better player? What can I do for the team? And now it, it, it feels like, and, and it's already been happening, right? This is nothing new. It's how can I increase my brand? How can I get my Twitter following to go through the roof? How can I get a massive following on Instagram? Um, and I think it's, it's you know, it's, it's got to be a lot to, number one, go to class, train, and play the game and travel. Now there's a marketing aspect to it? Right. 
Yeah. You know, I mean, where, how do you fit all this in? I wasn't very good with time as a collegiate myself. <laughs> it, it, it opens a lot of a lot of good questions, I think, and a lot of interesting doors. And I think there's um, I, I can't speak on behalf of any coach. I am aware that there are some coaches that are now since the announcement has been made and since you and I had last talked, there are coaches out there across various sports that are now setting their players up with marketing people wow. that, Hey, if you guys are going to do this, you're going to have to do it the right way. And as you and I spoke, it, it raises a massive licensing issue. Yeah. I have to play by the rules. I'm, I belong to CLC Learfield, you know, through some of the colleges and universities we work with, we are held to a standard. We are held to a set of rules and sometimes they're very frustrating. Um, with that being said, what do these students know about collegiate, you know, collegiate licensing, right? So if if X if if a certain player from from um, you know from from a large D1 football team, if they want to make you know, for example, if I played for them, if I want to make Steve Flowers uh, game day T-shirts, I guess for lack of better terms, I don't know anybody would buy my shirt, but <laughs> if I wanted to go that route. You know, if I wanted to put my school logo on there and if I didn't run it through trademark and licensing, well, if I do that as as a licensed supplier, I'm going to get in a lot of trouble. I'm probably facing fines. I could lose my licensing, you know, and, 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 and I, I'm, the licensing department's probably not too happy with me. If a student goes rogue and goes out and does that for a game, um, students are very creative, right? Maybe there's a new term or maybe a new hashtag out there that's really popular or funny, kind of like an inside joke. And they, they rush to the first screen printer or somebody who can knock this stuff out really quick. And then this guy goes out and has his teammates, roommates, friends, you know, start passing this stuff out into the crowd or, or maybe even selling it outside of the stadium. Um, is the licensing department, if it's not approved, is the licensing department, are they going to press charges against their own student athletes? Are they going to fine them? What does that look like? And how do they police that? Yeah, they're, they're, like you, you know, there are so many questions that that still need to be addressed, still need to be answered. That, you know, it's only the tip of the iceberg. And licensing is a big deal. I mean, especially in the promotional products industry. And from really what these, you know, you would think these student athletes want to achieve with with their merchandise lines. And, you know, I mean, that is a big topic. Hopefully, you know, I've seen some schools are already kind of incorporating classes into, I don't know, entrepreneurship, licensing, you know, business market, all these kinds of things. To hopefully prepare these students. I mean, if if let, let's say that if they were at least educated on on the topics, would you feel a little more confident in this, or do you still think, you know, it's not it's really not their uh, expertise? You know, I mean, you are a professional. You have decades in in this business. You've been doing this, and now these kids, you know, are going to take a class and think that they are on the same level in theory. I mean, you know, I've been in the industry. 14, 15 years, and I still don't have it down. What, what are they going to do in, in a, <laughs> CLC? Don't listen. Don't. Right. <laughs> you know. Um, no, but I mean, but but I mean, if we're being realistic, yeah, the, the rules change all the time. And do the kids? You know, again, we have to belong to the Fair Labor, uh, the Fair Labor Act, or um, are the kids doing that? Do they, I mean, again, are we on the same playing field? I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, would I feel a little bit more confident? Ah, I feel, sure, I feel a little bit better, I guess. But, you know, the concern, why are they doing this? Is it just, hey, look at me, I can put my name? Is it truly about the money? 
And if it's about the money, is it, hey, I'm trying, this is my career? You're only here for four years. Um, Or is it about, hey, we're coming to school, um, we're practicing, we can't go out and get a job and we just need livable wages, okay? I think the students are getting, I think students are now getting more, we'll say wages than what athletes had gotten at any time in history. Um, With that being said, I get it, right? A lot of these students, they're coming from areas and backgrounds where mom and dad have no money. You know, some students, they're fortunate. Mom and dad, oh, what, you need, you know, a couple hundred bucks in your in your bank account to get a cheeseburger on the weekend or go to a haunted house in October after class if you're not playing? You know, they can do that. They don't even think twice about it. But unfortunately, a lot of these students, this is their ticket. This is a way out of a probably a tough life, a tough scenario. Um, I've heard some pretty um, pretty compelling stories over the years from, from some of the student athletes, and, and I've known some, um, and that, that's tough. Um, so I get it, mom and dad just can't afford to, to send them the money. So this, this is where this does kind of make sense, but then it's like, well, gosh, let's just get away from all this wild west craziness, and do we provide these students with a livable wage? What is that? Do all athletes, if you're a signed athlete, legitimate scholarship athlete, um, do we just go a flat fee nationwide? I don't care what sport you are. I don't care what gender you are. I don't care that, for example, I'll, I'll pick on Ohio State football. I'm sure Ohio State football brings in quite a few bucks. I'm sure that, uh, for example, West Virginia rifle team does not bring in a lot of bucks, right? Does that mean they're less deserving? I mean, they're good students, right? They're making the grade. So, you know, what, I don't know, give them 30,000, give every student $30,000 a year, four years, two years, what does that look like? And does that keep all these distractions? My biggest concern is the distraction. You're there, number one, number one, to get an education, right? That's number one. And then you're doing that and you're being compensated for that by the university of, of playing your chosen sport Um you know, so gosh, I, I, what, what makes sense? This is, this is all, you know, I, and I think, you know, let's go back to licensing, right? So we work, there's a specific university we work with. If we provide a promotional product or decorated apparel, um, we've got to pay them ballpark rough, or we have to pay back roughly 13 to 20% royalty. Okay. The university that I have in mind, they came back a couple of years ago and they said, well, hey, Steve, you have an internal campus supplier license. It used to be if an internal campus department or a campus department or student group, um, if they ordered a product, there was no royalty on it. You still have to run it through licensing and trademark, but there was no royalty. Now they've added the royalty. They're charging royalty to their own department. And this has been going on, I guess, depending on the university for a while, but this specific one, probably five or six years now. And we questioned them. We said, why are you charging your own department 13% royalty? And they said, well, Steve, if you're making a T-shirt for making this up, um, admissions, and they give that admissions T-shirt away to an incoming student, Steve, that's one less T-shirt that they're buying from the bookstore, meaning we're not getting the royalty. Right. And it's like, is your is your school of OBGYN, is that a, is that a popular T-shirt at the bookstore? <laughs> You know, I don't know who am I to push back. We want good relationships with all of our, our folks, but but the concept is, is I mean, it just makes you scratch your head sometimes. So if it's about revenue and the mighty dollar, 
with this with the students and now the students are out there are the students paying royalties back if they're using the logo or if they're buying you know xyz player even if they didn't put the 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 university logo on there technically still is that one less shirt that they're going to buy from the bookstore so how do you how does that make sense and then with that potential loss of revenue do royalties go up you know, I mean, do, do, does the price of, of your hard goods and your decorated apparel, does that go through the roof now? And if it does, I'm good grief. Why are we even buying it? And it's not fair to the common person who has it in a budget and they love the university or the sport. And now they can't even wear it just because it's it's just outrageous. Where does it end? I, I don't know. But yeah, it's a lot of and, and it's probably a lot of stress on the coaches as well. They have to monitor their players to see what they're putting out on social media. I'm, I'm friends with, uh, there's another coach and we had a great discussion on this topic and, and, you know, they're, they're taking photos in, in different areas of, of the facility. And, and they're like, get this crap off of social media. These are distractions. These coaches, these coaches, are, a lot of coaches are paid very well to win. It, this is it. I, I feel for them as well. Now they have another job policing social media that their kids are not doing something outrageous to bring the program into ill repute. So it's, it's frustrating. I get it. Well, somebody that I talked to was, was talking about that ill repute. He was saying, you know, in entertainment, a lot of these young child stars or, or young actors or whatever sign these contracts with a morals clause. And that if they do something, you know, get a DUI, drink underage, anything, sure. they, they are dropped from, uh, you know, from, from the contract. For, for college, you know, this is all, all college athletes, uh, you know, yep. these are young people. I mean, they are, you know, they want to have fun. They're having the, supposedly the best four years of their lives. You know, if, if you started putting clauses like that in these deals, that mm-hmm. could change the game itself. I mean, it's it's just so much out there now. It's just uncharted territory. It and, is. you know, especially also now, you know, for, for, for distributors like you, you know, would like for instance, well, I'll put you on the spot here. Would you target one of these, uh, you know, college athletes to to do business with them now, or would you want to wait for some of this stuff to shake out? I personally would rather wait. I mean, you know, I thank thank goodness I'm I'm in a position now that I I I don't I can be I can be maybe a little bit more picky or choosy about who I work with. It's not fighting just to keep the lights on any longer. <laughs> Those yeah. are fun years. Um, <laughs> Um, lost my hair. Um, with that being said, yeah, I mean, for for myself, yeah, I'd, I'd let that shake out a little bit unless, so let's just say one of these sports programs, they had a designated marketing person that worked on behalf of the university, and we'll say they're my intermediary. You know, that way I know there's a little bit more control from that side of it. So if, okay. if, if an athletic department brought on We'll say some, I don't know, I mean, gosh, we don't even know what the titles are anymore. Student brand ma- or student brand manager. I don't know. Um, if they came to me and, and we set something up and, and you know, but, you know, I mean, gosh, we're at the same time, we're in such a litigation driven world. It's like, do you even want to mess with that right now? And in theory, I mean, I'm not saying it couldn't work out right. If, if I knew a student athlete personally you know, cousin, brothers, daughters, friends, son, something a little bit closer like that. I'd like to have a conversation and knowing what we know about the industry and the technology that we have. Sure. We could set up a pop-up store and, and literally as long as I had the, the right image that would go, we could set up something. Literally we could have it up and running in 15 minutes. 
Yeah. You know, and so from that side, yeah, it's great. We could swap stuff out every game if we really wanted to get crazy. But then again, you look at it as you've got, in theory, you have a client for four years. If they go to the league, maybe a client for two years. When it gets to the league, are you still going to be able to do that? Because I'm not licensed for the Cleveland Browns. Right. I'm not, I'm not licensed for the Cleveland Cavaliers. So did I just work two years and now I got to start the whole process over again where I could have gone out and made a great relationship with a great client, a great business. And we have a 15 to 20 year relationship, probably less stuff to deal with. Um, I'm not saying all kids are divas, but I got a feeling this, this whole thing is going to make some divas. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, that's just the nature of it. Sure. I I think that, I think, you know, with, with some of these students, I mean, you get, um, say they got a local Chevy dealer and maybe they take a liking to one of the players and they say, Hey, come over, shake some hands, kiss, take some photos, kiss some babies. And um, yeah, you're going to drive a new Hummer on campus. It's what Kyle, what 19, 20 year old is not going to let it go to his head that he's now driving, you know, a BMW or Mercedes, right? Big truck. It'd be great. (laughs) You know, when I was, I mean, if, if, if one of our local Chevy dealers would have came to me and said, hey, Steve, you're, you're, you're the Flash. Want a new truck? Yeah. Can I put Flash <laughs> on the license plate? I mean, we would, I, I would have went nuts. Right. I would have went crazy. I wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't know what to do with that. You know, I mean, we, crying out loud, we weren't that I'm aware of. Um, you know, we, if we were compensated, I didn't see anything. Yeah. Maybe, a small, maybe a small little book stipend. But at the price of books, okay, great. We got a book, you know, I mean, we were never compensated, you know, we were, we were never compensated for gas. We drove to probably 80% of our events. Yeah, of course. I mean, they had to feed us when we traveled, Um, you know, but we were in the gym. I mean, being, you know, part of the, uh, and I'm very sympathetic to this, you know, a lot of people don't look at, we'll say their collegiate cheerleading team. A lot of people don't really consider that. Is that a contact sport? You better believe it, buddy. I've seen busted lips, black eyes, concussions, broken bones. You know, I mean, if somebody goofs up, you have a potentially an 80 to 125 pound human falling on your head. Yeah. You know, um, it, you know, obviously you, you, you have to work out and, and a lot of stuff you have to do. And, and um, you know, our, our season started in midsummer, practice, conditioning right into football season. Football season overlapped the basketball season. There was other events and, and, and appearances in between that. And oh, by the way, we had to come up with our own routine and practice for the national championship. I mean, that, you know, that, so it's like our season was on top of everybody else's seasons and it went the whole year, you know, um, again, phenomenal experience, wouldn't, wouldn't trade it for the world. But, you know, there's, there's a lot of stuff like that, or we'll say, you know, from the cheerleading team, that's really not thought of more so than often as athletes or anything like that. Um, but there's other sports as well that, you know, take a lot, take a lot of time and dedication that, you know, how do they get compensated? You know, right. Uh, you know, it's, it's so, yeah, it's, it, there's, there's a lot of, this is a very fun and interesting topic and well, you can look at it from different ways. I just, the overall is I'm concerned about their education. That is why they're there plain and simple. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm concerned about the distractions. I'm concerned about the mishandling and the mismanagement of funds and money if they don't know how it works. 
So sometimes, sure, that's great. You're, you've got a full ride scholarship. It will now mean nothing if you come out with crap credit in a pile of debt because area businesses took advantage and preyed on you because you have nothing or not a lot. What happens with that? Yeah, you know, you're, 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 you're going to hurt, you know, and, 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 and I think maybe to an extent, not all, it could hurt the quality of the athlete that is produced if their desire is to go into the next level, whether it be gymnastics, the Olympics, track and field. They're going to have so much time sitting back, you know, in front of a cell phone or a computer that working on that personal brand, um, it's going to it's going to take away from gym time. Absolutely. You you know you talked about some of these other sports. Obviously, basketball and football are the top two revenue producers pretty much across the board. But these, you know, other people I've talked to, mo mostly outside the industry experts, say that these other sports and these athletes now, it's, it, they kind of have an advantage now. Whereas, you know, the, maybe the tennis, uh, the top tennis player at a school wasn't really, you know, seen as the star or anything like that. Now, you know, maybe you'll get more visibility to that sport. You know, may, maybe if there's a top athlete in each sport that's not one of the top two revenue producers, you could bring more visibility more mm -hmm. more merchandise, create more buzz. Do you see that as kind of a benefit of this or, or is it, you know, it, it all still falls under the same umbrella? Yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, again, if we're talking about the topic of brand, I mean, brand awareness is key, right? I mean, that's obviously our, our whole industry is yeah. promoting brands and, and these students and their names are becoming a brand. But no, I think you make a great point. So you have a tennis player. Nobody knows who the tennis player is, doesn't see the tennis player, now they have, for uh, making this up, now they have a monster logo on the back of their jersey. Maybe their warm-ups now have, um, gosh, I can't think of a, you know, Tim Hortons. It's probably a bad idea. Um, <laughs> with all, with all, I'm drinking my I like Tim that. Hortons. Yeah, we want to be that student. What's your brand? Tim Hortons coffee. <laughs> Get some. No, um, you know, I, I, but if they have that, if they have that backing, I would like to think that now that they're able to do it, okay, let me rephrase. Now that they're legally right. able to do it, um, I think it could make these students well known, you know, or, or bring them to light. But at the end of the day, let's ask the question: What are we trying to achieve by that? Is it just to boost their ego? I'm look at me, mom. Look at me, dad. I'm well known. My face is on a Monster Energy drink can or a Tim Hortons Tim Bits box, you know, or like like the Wheaties thing. Okay. So. But what's the end game? Why are we doing that? Are you going pro? Is you know? So I, I think these are all fair questions to ask, um, because I tell you what, when you when you get a little bit of that fame, and you get a little taste of that, <clears throat> pardon me, and 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 again, I'm I, I'll use myself as the example, not to pick on anyone else, and 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 again, I say this in the most humble manner, um, and I know I'm very minuscule on the on the wild world of sports. I get that. But when I was the man, and this is just a true, this is just a raw feeling, right? Yeah. When I was the Kent State mascot, I represented the entire Kent State University, student body, alumni, all of that. And, and I knew that. And thankfully, while I was there, I was there in 2002 when Kent State made the run to the Elite Eight in basketball. Okay. You know, we were the Cinderella team. And walking into those arenas, and I'm getting chills now just thinking about it, walking into those arenas and having that many people cheer for you, yell for you, clap for you, it, 
I'm just being straight up with you guys. It is an intoxicating feeling. It feels amazing. It feels great. You are loved by everyone. Everybody is your friend. You have no enemies except for the people on the other side of the stadium. <laughs> Everybody's high-fiving you and, hey, Flash, and, and, oh, let me take your picture. It's easy to get caught up in something like that. It feels good. Yeah. But then I had to graduate, and it's it all goes away. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just Steve on the block. My concern, I'm okay with that. I'm good. I still had a few. A little shout out to my fraternity brothers. Um, you know, they, they still love me, right? But it, it does. That that feeling goes away. That that spotlight is now off. And my concern, and, and that was kind of a weird feeling. It it kind of stunk actually, going from up here to and again, I'm just I get it. I'm small time, right? But with that being said, same thing, my concern is for these student athletes. And you look and, and let's liken this to child stars, right? Look at the child stars, same thing. Your show's top on the airway, people love you, you're signing autographs, this and that, and the show gets canceled, and oh God forbid it happens and, and it's terrible. But what happens more so than not to a lot of these child stars? That's not good. They go nuts. Yeah. They can't handle it. That's a, it truly. That's a, it's a real thing. And it's a hard thing to swallow. It really is. So my concern for these students, they're going to get all pumped up. They're going to get back by monster energy drink. They're going to get back by this Chevy dealer and they're going to get a car and this and that, and then they're going to graduate or hopefully nothing bad happens and they don't get excused from the program for whatever reason. But how are we going to take care of these kids when the spotlight goes out? Yeah. I'm afraid we're, I, I, I have concern especially if, if the student is from, um, uh, we'll say a lower income background, <clears throat> you leave that lower income background, you ride that wave and you're on top of the world. And then you, God forbid, you snap your knee, you break a bone. It happens, right? It's, it's sports. Yeah. <clears throat> you will never play the sport again. How are we going to take, how is that kid, how does a child process that? You're going right back to where you came from. And the, again, that's why I think the education is, that component is so important to get that education. You don't have to go back to that lifestyle. You don't have to go back to where you came from. You can, you can, you'll be fine. Um, so yeah, that's, that's concern is how do we take care of these kids that ride that wave and then the spotlight goes out? What do we do from a mental health standpoint? Cause it's, I think it's a real thing and it's a real feeling. I, I promise that it really is. I feel that you have put more thought into this than most of the decision makers. I feel that these are topics that I haven't seen anybody talk about. <laughs> haven't seen anybody report about, and it's all from personal experience. I mean, you, you are there, you know, some, I, I don't know uh, if, you know, we don't know, I guess all these politicians that, that fought for this and all these people that have been clamoring for it for so long, you know, what, how many, how many of them actually were college athletes? How many of them actually did, you know, put the time in and the effort in that, that people like you have. And you know, so you have a different perspective. Um, sure. my, my last question for you sure. for, for the promo industry, Okay. what is, what does this mean for us? Do, do you see this as, you know, possibly a huge market that's going to emerge and, and be the shining light coming out of the worst year the industry's had in quite some time, or is it just too early to tell, or do you see it being, you know, like you said, such a, all this litigation going around. I mean, there could be a lot of traps for, for distributors and suppliers alike. What your initial thoughts as we are in the infancy of this, how do you feel this is going to affect the promo industry? Boy, I mean, right out of the gate at this point, I'm, I'm going to put a big red flag up there. Proceed with caution. 
Okay. Proceed. And if you are not, I tell you what, if you're not licensed, if you do not hold a CLC Learfield or you know, what some of the other licensing companies, if, if you do not, if you're not an active licensee right now, that's two red flags. You better know what you're doing and what this means as far as trademark licensing, branding, co-branding. There's that, there's that aspect too, right? If, if you have a student athlete and let's just say you're, you're good to go, I'll, I'll pick on um, West Virginia University. So you've got a, you've got a ball player from WVU and they want to do a co-branded t-shirt with, uh, there's a large gas station chain across the state of West Virginia called GoMart. And you want to, you want to have, you know, this, uh, the student's image and you get okay from the university, you get the front logos worked out and now you're co-branding with GoMart. I mean, you, you better know how all this stuff works. So, you know, at the, at the end of the day, you might want to, you know, proceed with caution. Is it a bad thing? I don't think so. I mean, I think, you know, as long as you, at the end of the day, I mean, you're, you know, you're going to want to be able to leverage technology that you have, um, you know, I, I, th I think if you're not in the e-commerce game or pop-up store, pro store, uh, you know, game, I mean, you you better you better find that technology that works to streamline that. Um, I think you better be ready to work with all types of different personalities. And at the same time, you know, are you working with kids, working with 18, 19 year olds? Are you working with adults that are working on behalf of these people? I don't know. Um, is this going to be, we'll say, the the thing that makes the promotional product industry roar back? I think the industry, quite frankly, is roaring back just fine. Um, I know a lot of really busy people right now, and that's great. Um, I think this is just another element to it as we move into the future. And I, I think the biggest thing that's going to play into the future of, we'll just say, the promotional product decorated apparel industry, I, I think is going to be technology. Okay. I really do. Um, it's it's uh, it's changed a lot coming out of you know the COVID era, if you will, and I think a lot of eyes were open to capabilities that may have been out there for a while. Now it's just more prevalent. Like oh okay, now we're forced to use this technology, or hey, this really saved us a lot of time and effort. This is this is this is the way. So I, I think technology is going to play a big part. Um, but yeah, I think I, th I think there's you know money to be made in this. We'll say new avenue, if you will. This new, I don't know if we want to call it a new revenue stream, but um, this new opportunity. And I just, you know, just proceed with caution. Get with the university. If you get, and I, and I think I sent it to you, there was a student athlete. I, I didn't say a word to the kid. I followed him on Instagram. And next thing you know, he hit me up with an advertisement. If I wanted him to, if we could partner together, I think yeah. this information could have been worded a lot better kind of seemed pretty, bless his heart for trying. I mean, it seemed pretty guerrilla marketing to me. Um, but um, even if I wanted to take that on, even if I wanted to work with that kid and say, hey, I, I don't, I'm not going to pay you to do anything for my business. I, frankly, I don't want you to be the name and the face of, of my organization. But hey, who's doing your apparel? Who's going to set you up with an online store? Who's going to do, you know, hey, do you want to see some, you want to customize some caps and, and do some customized swag for your friends and all your family and followers back home? You know, even if I wanted to go that route, honest to goodness, I think if it was, if it was me as of today, knowing what I know now, if I wanted to go down that road, I would get the conversation started. I wouldn't touch a thing until I reach out to probably his athletic department 
Maybe I don't know how close I could get to his coach, uh, but there would be emails that, hey, I was approached by one of your players. You know, this is who I am. This is our background in the industry. We're, we're a resource you can know, like, and trust. Here's, you know, here's some information about us online as well. We're, we're a legitimate company. Coach or AD, hey, I want to reach out to you and, and I want to talk this out. I, I want, you know, I want to, and, and I think if you do that and establish that trust and they're going to have a little bit of comfort level knowing that, wow, he didn't have to do that, but he wanted to make sure we're all on the same page and we're, we're taking care of this kid. Yeah. Well, at the same time, I think you could probably open that up to maybe other athletes or, you know, so yeah, it, it, I think there's opportunity there. Um, as for myself, I'm probably going to hold off a little bit and just watch other folks, but um, yeah, definitely some opportunity, but yeah, it's a lot of questions, so many questions still. Well, hopefully we'll get some answers to that, you know, sooner rather than later. Uh, you know, we have to wait to see if Congress intervenes. If not, the NCAA, they, they claim they're going to make a decision on a more permanent policy. But, you know, we, we will have to see. And uh, and like you said, there there will be opportunity for the promo industry. I'm sure somebody somewhere already has cashed in on this. But, uh, you know, we'll see. There was a, um, just to add on to that, I mean, it was, I think it came out in the news last night or this morning. I think there was a, uh, a gentleman down, I believe, uh, don't take this to the bank. I believe it was in the Southern Florida area. He owned, um, he owns a uh, franchise of gyms and I believe, and forgive me, I may be wrong on this. I, Is this American top team? I believe so. Where it was going to pay student athletes, what, $500 a month. Yeah. Yeah. to blow up his brand on social media. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, he's, he's got some money. I know him, Dan Lambert. Yeah. He, he, uh, yeah. I mean, and that's the kind of opportunity that, you know, these kids are going to hop on. The school's going to hop on that. It's, it seemed like that he did go through the school though. Good. Yeah. That, that's what yeah. it seemed like. And, and maybe that's, you know, I don't, I'm not a uh, pay-per-click specialist and maybe he's done the math and he has the metrics, but if you got Mr. Quarterback, I'm, I'm making this up. If you've got Mr. Quarterback on the team putting out three Instagram posts, but what if you have Mr. Outside Linebacker that he's only done one post? Maybe he didn't do any. I mean, how to, again, it, it, it's got to be an interesting machine. How do you, hey, Mr. Outside Linebacker, you made no posts last month, no money. You know, how do you, how do you, it just, it's, that part seems like it's a lot of work, but I think the gesture and to show what this could become and what it could do, uh, that was a pretty fascinating uh, thing to read. So, yeah, yeah well, we'll see, we'll see how this changes the industry. We'll see how this changes college sports. It'll be interesting, interesting journey. And, yeah. uh, and Steve, I appreciate you sharing your insight, sure. your experience and your time. And uh, thank you very much for joining us. Yeah, it's great. Uh, thank you for the opportunity. It's great to chat with you. and. Um, yeah, look forward to talking more. It's been great. Thank you.